Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm hopeful, and you probably are too, or you're looking for hope, or you wouldn't be here. And so today, he's back. I love this guy. Sam Farina is with me again. I love the interview I did um, a little over a year ago, probably a year and a half ago. And we shared then the hope of uh, health with God and, and how the Lord has recovered Sam Farina's health. Uh, we'll get into what he does in a minute, but I want him to give you an update on his health. Yeah, all is good. They're, they can't find anything. They tell me that I... Um, you know, come back and see us in so many months and we'll look again, but there is nothing they can find and I feel great. So all is well. Well, I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, you probably knew it. Those of you who watched that this man's going to be okay because of the level of faith that you were exhibiting <laughs> and you were just confident it was all going to work out. Yeah. And, but you know, it's an interesting thing that initial, when they speak to you, right? boy, how the enemy loves to just knock the air right. out of you. And then you begin to think, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Every promise of God uses the word will. Mm -hmm. Will, he mm -hmm. will, okay? And, and you begin to think through, who are we gonna trust in here and where is that trust? And we'll talk a little bit about that today. So if you didn't see that earlier one, um, they told me I was stage four cancer. They told me that uh, they could not get all my cancer. They had done a 12-hour surgery. And here I am, and they can't even find any of the cancer that they thought right. they couldn't get, which right. that is God. <laughs> yeah. That is God. I love breakthroughs like that. My father-in-law, a few months ago, he had lost a lot of weight, was very, very tired, mostly. Didn't know what was wrong. Went and had tests. Stage four leukemia. And he had that sucker punch that you talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, is this it? And yeah. for a few days, they were just in shock. Then the faith kicked in. Yeah. And he, he like you, said reports of 100% clear, no more stage four. He's you know, recovered completely. Wow. So I love how God just honors our faith. And it's normal to have that sucker punch. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. we feel like, oh, I should be all. Well, that's why we have each other. <laughs> uh, that's really good, John, that we need each other when we feel that initial, right. okay? And, and I think that's so important. We carry hope in our pocket, in our heart, in our mouth, in our words. Right. And, and you, the greatest thing we can do as people to each other is to share the hope that comes from our faith in Him. And that hope is what makes the difference. And I think that's the key to uh, people coming to Christ mm -hmm. is when they realize that he has all hope. Wow, that, that's so true. Well, I want to get into who you are. Um, at a conference I was speaking at in Houston last week, a man came up and said, hey, I enjoy these, the, the broadcasts you do. He said, because of the caliber of your guests, how do you get these people? Well, this one's in my neighborhood, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, that, that's not the real connection. It's through uh, through the church world and who he is. I, I knew of him before I knew him uh, because, well, he'll tell you why. Tell, tell us your uh, like a synopsis of your pathway <laughs> in, in church life and with Christ. 
Yeah, so there, the early years of my life were mainly to youth. Mm-hmm. And so I really began to feel like I needed to be where people who needed hope w- right. were. That, and that was in the high schools. And we put together a little high school uh, talk. And I began to say to schools, uh, teachers and to counselors that I could come in and I would motivate them on choices, good choices. And uh, after doing that a few times, those counselors began to recommend me to other schools. I began to do that uh, to the point of about three, four a day. And at the same time, then would do an evening rally Mm -hmm. with usually music that appealed to that generation. And uh, that was what I did for a lot of years. And this was and, a cutting edge, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> well, that was in the, you know, the only other, so I, I, I right, right near, not too many miles from here, I remember my, uh, who has now become my good friend, Dave Reaver, mm-hmm. and he was talking about going to high schools, but he had been through a brutal burning in Vietnam. Right and uh, scars to prove it. Right. And uh, I said, oh, I could, I don't have that testimony. Right. right. But I began to realize I had the hope that Dave had, even though I didn't have that testimony, but I could be, I could carry that hope. Right. And I think that's important for people that are listening to us today is we are the carriers of the hope. And it isn't a matter of testimony. Okay, we talked about my healing. Now I have that. Right. But I have hope, and and I began to put a little a talk together, we, and that led and opened doors, and from there, uh, traveling all across really uh, five continents that mm-hmm. I was on. I have never been to Antarctica, but I never had a calling to penguins. <laughs> right, but, but other than hey, that, hey, penguins need hope. <laughs> they may, but but there is a. I, I can't thank God enough for the open doors that He provided uh, to be in places that I would have never right. dreamt. Of. And it's it's amazing what you've done. You know, growing up in a pastor's home myself, we would have people come through and share their testimonies, and I was for a long time very jealous of people's testimonies because I didn't have one until I had one. <laughs> when you have a testimony, you're like, wow, that that was costly. Your testimony of overcoming cancer didn't come cheap, did oh, it? Oh, no, no, no. And I, that's a great point. And I think we, a lot of people say that. I don't, I don't have, no, no. You, you have do. one. Enjoy have the one, one you have. Yeah, that's right. And and be careful that you don't want something beyond. Right. Uh, and it did come. That did come from me. And it opened some doors uh, at the uh, University of Texas uh, Cancer Center. Right. And those are great doors to be able to walk through. And with cancer patients today, I do have now a different kind of hope because I have been there and they'll open their door to me. Right. But don't think you have to. And I I just I just want to, and we'll talk about that. I, we're going to talk a little today. That's good. Um, without, a, well, a testimony is made up of a test. And in case you're wondering, what about this testimony? Mm-hmm. Test is right at the beginning of the word testimony. You have to go through a test to have a testimony. If you've been through salvation through Christ, that's your number one testimony that's right it. there. My life that's has it. changed. I now have a trajectory on my life that's headed towards heaven, and I'm going to take everyone with me that I can. That is the fulfillment of living life as a follower of Christ. So uh, 
I love the testimony you had before because you were always up. And I love the one you have now and how right. it's impacted another group of people. Right. I want to share a scripture out of Romans 12, 12. It's very simple. And it's just a little insert to today. Rejoice or be joyful in hope, patient in tribulation, and faithful in prayer, mm. or patient in affliction. So uh, to be joyful or to rejoice in hope doesn't mean that you have to be laughing your head off the whole time. Mm. Uh, I, lo I look at hope more as a life preserver. Joy is that life preserver. It keeps you floating uh, when, when other things are failing you. So we rejoice in hope and then be patient in tribulation and affliction. So how long was this? Let's go back to your cancer uh, situation. How long did that last? Ah. <laughs> and it was right in the middle of COVID, wasn't You'll it? You'll find this interesting. So four years from just about now mm -hmm. back, I had my major surgery, but it was a year before that. So about five years that I was diagnosed okay. and that initial. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm at a point right now where even doctors say, oh, you're reaching a benchmark right. in your right. health. And so they said, you know, you get to five years, that's major. When right. I got to three, they were happy. Said, but when we get you to five, we'll know we've made some progress. And guess what? Here we are. Here you are. Yeah. And you you did all that recovery and treatment through COVID. Yes, I yeah. did. <laughs> I got a dog too that's, as a result. That's a double <laughs> testimony right there. You made it through COVID and you made it through COVID with yeah. stage four. Yeah, cancer. you know, we, we now we used to say uh before Christ and after death, right? Right. Now it's B. Now it's B. C. Before COVID, right? And then A. F. After Fauci. Right? <laughs> so, so that's what we use now. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this patient and tribulation, patient and adversity. Did it work some patience in you? Oh, you don't come through these situations unchanged, mm -hmm. and you begin to realize that. Probably you may have said things or even reacted uh, poorly. The, everybody we meet, everybody listening today, you've got something that you're going through. Right. Something that is in front of you, a challenge, a difficulty, a family, a situation. There's, there's all kinds of things, financial. There's, there's just so many. And we have to remember that. And when you go through something like this, you realize that you, there, everybody you meet is going through something. Mm -hmm. And so you change the way you respond and, uh, and the way you feel. So they might say something that makes you feel, but you have to grab that feeling. You have to think, wait a minute, something's causing them to say that. Now, what do I want the end result to be? And my end result that I want now, since going through this, is to give them hope. Right. That's good. And, you know, the, the last part of that, so we're, we're to have joy, rejoice with hope, be patient during the testing, the tribulation. Yeah. And then the last thing, it should be a given, but Paul realized he needed to put it in there, be faithful in prayer. And I thought about that. Well, if you have a crisis, wouldn't you be more faithful in prayer? Not always, because you can get depressed, yes. you can get hopeless, yeah. you can start thinking, what what point is there? 
God, where are you? Just do it. You know, I'm thinking out loud of things I've thought before that sometimes the last thing I want to do is pray. Yeah, and and can we take that back? Where, sure. So Paul gives us this verse, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take that back where he got it from. He got it from the words of Jesus, where in Matthew, when we look at the book of Matthew, especially starting in chapter 5, Jesus introduces the kingdom. He said, the kingdom mm -hmm. has come. And we know that we're not in the fullness of the kingdom yet. He will return and right. there will be the fullness of the kingdom at that point when he rules and reigns. But we are in and yet not yet. Right. And we have everything that he brought when he came and what did he come with? The reason the crowd went to hear him on the mount which we call the Sermon on the Mount, that first discourse that he gave in Matthew, and there are five in Matthew. The first one, the reason they came was because of the reputation that he brought miracles, healing, deliverance to those that he came in contact with. Well, what was that? He brought them hope, right. brought them healing, brought them deliverance, brought them. So what did they do? They brought others with the hope right. that they would receive the very same thing. And he says, this is the kingdom. And then he goes on and he says this. He said that our responsibility is now as disciples, okay, keep reading in Matthew. And he says to his disciples, this is what you're going to take. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to come against the, the demonic. You're going to come against the broken. And you're going to see these, this hope brought to them that I brought to you. And he said, that's your job, but he doesn't end there. He doesn't end there. There's a very interesting verse, John. He says this, but some of you who are going to come to me and you say, I, we prayed for the sick. Right. And we came against the enemy, but I'm going to say I didn't know you. Hmm. I read that and I was just right. floored. And then I began to realize something. The reason he says that is because that doesn't complete the full work. The full work is not just go, it's make disciples. Right. Okay. So in other words, John's responsibility with people that he meets and my responsibility with people that I pray for and meet is to take them to the place where they're now going and multiplication kicks in. Satan comes with division. Always remember right. that. He wants to divide. Started in the garden. That's the way he came. Did God say? Dividing. Right. Okay. And our job is multiply. So we want to raise up others. Now go tell someone what has happened to you. Go tell this good news. Give hope to someone else. And that's why we got this program. That's why you're doing this. Right. Bring this hope to someone else. And that is the job of go and be a disciple and make disciples. And when we do that, then we fulfill the full calling of God. Oh, wow. That's powerful. That's why we like you. <laughs> it just flows out of Sam and it's beautiful and uh, it's not scripted. It's out of his heart. I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that. And this is a man of prayer. Uh, he was faithful to pray through his situation, like my father-in-law was. You know, we, we, we go against what we feel a lot of times and just do what we know to do, which is pray. Yeah. 
uh, because prayer shifts everything. Yeah, and that, and again, Paul used that, said pray. Why? Right. Because Jesus did the very same thing. Mm-hmm. So look in Matthew. What does he What does he give us? The example. When you pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, give glory to the one who is the hope of all of the world. And he says, and pray, heaven on earth, bring right. heaven to earth. Right? We're, right? What are we doing? Now we bring that to other people. He tells us, but pray. And then just a few verses later, he reminds us again, hey, don't forget to knock. Don't forget to seek. The door will be open. What's he do? He brings us back to prayer. Right. And all through the book of Matthew, he keeps bringing us back to what? To pray. Right. Pray. Why? Because he does it, not us. It's mm. not us. You're we right. bring the message, but he does the work. And that's why we pray. So when I share, I'm believing that when I pray, others will be touched. Not because of me, not because of John, but because of Jesus. And this is what we have to, this is why we pray. And when we pray, believe. Right. So he says, just believe it. That's why you can have hope. That's why you can share hope. And if you'll do that, I'll do the work. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you can't miss. No, you can't. You know, I was early, this brings back earlier today. I was uh, in Dallas, which is several miles from here, uh, about 30 minutes from here. And I was advocating for someone in a, a legal situation. It wasn't in court, but it, it was unjust. I said, mm-hmm. I'll go with you. And then I called my wife. I said, hey, why don't you let you know what's going on? Here's what I told the people. Here's what they're saying. And she goes, well, what did you what did you pray? I'm like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, that's, I guess, why I have you on the phone. You see, what I was doing is I knew what was right. So right. My, my wheels were turning. Sure. And we're just going to do the right thing. So she just stopped everything and said, we need to pray for favor. God's favor in this situation. She quite said a quick prayer. Here's the difference. I think it probably would have probably turned out the same way, but God gets all the glory out of this one. <laughs> you see the difference? Yeah, God gets all the it. glory, yeah. and that's what it's about. And I'm thinking it would have turned out. It may not have turned out the good way it did at all, but I know because of prayer, it did, and he receives the glory out of it. When we pray, and I always want you, when you bring hope, to pray. Mm-hmm. Say, can we pray right now? Yeah. And pray with them. And let me tell you something that Jesus said. He didn't always do this, but many times he touched them. Right. Right? Right. He touched them. You know why? You're going to tell me. <laughs> every, every, every day, 400,000 cells oh, of DNA wow. leave your hand. Everything you touch, DNA. Wow. And so what do we do? That's it. And what does he tell them? Now, if you're going to do this. That really is impartation, isn't it? Right? (laughs) And he says, he says to them, so don't, here's what I'm telling you, do this work, bring hope, pray for the sick, pray for deliverance, pray, do these things, but I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to receive And he sends the Holy Spirit. Now think of this. So inside of us is the DNA of God. Now think of this. And so what do we do? We we trans we pray in the in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and we leave that with them, believing that they will come to salvation, what happens? There is no salvation without the Holy Spirit. Right. They Then the Holy Spirit comes into them, and that changes everything. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. We just learned something, didn't we? <laughs> so I'm going to do more more touchy prayers. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the testimony that this man has is uh, there's too much to tell. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, he has a love for souls. But the testimony of his uh, healing from cancer, that's a whole other story that's opened many more doors. Right. Uh, but if you're watching, you know, I'm sure you're saying, well, I don't, I don't want a testimony of cancer. But those of you who have cancer right now or have uh, leukemia, like my father-in-law, have any form of cancer and yours was a form of melanoma, right. you need a testimony because right yeah. now you are definitely in a test. And so I want to focus on uh, diseases of the blood right now. Uh, cancers, leukemias, that if you know someone or you yourself are battling any of these cancers, that I want you to uh, really be hopeful that God, through Jesus, can heal your life and touch you. And it's, it's part of being a child of God. It's part of what Jesus did on the cross, not only for your salvation, which is paramount, uh, because if you're not healed in this life and you have Jesus, you have another life, right. a better life to right. live. Right. But he died for your sins. He died for the iniquity, which I just call the pollution of sins, a mess mm. that's left behind our sinful life, mm, the people job. we hurt, sure. the junk that we did. Uh, he dies for our healing and our peace. Mm -hmm. And so all those things are great, but I really want to focus right now on your healing because this testimony is going to open new doors for you to share the gospel of Christ, to share the story of Christ. And so we're coming to the nations right now, and cancer is in every nation. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still rampant. And I just want, if it's you or you're standing in for somebody, I want you right now uh, to, to look at Sam. He's well, alive and well, and he's hopeful. Yep. He's stronger now than he ever was spiritually. I mean, your your spirit is stronger than I've ever well, I seen it. I believe more because yeah. I've come you experienced through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're an overcomer of something that many people. I mean, you're, when you hear doctors be amazed, you really feel it, don't you? Yeah. I love healings. I love miracles. Uh, it's all the same result. Miracles and instantaneous healing. A healing is a progressive work that you've experienced. Both lead to the same thing: recovered health. And so, I want to uh, pray for you right now that if you're battling cancer or know someone that is, that your faith would rise up regardless of what nation you're at, what station in life you're at, what caste system you're at in India. It doesn't matter. God's no respecter of persons. He loves you right now. So, Father, I just pray and agree with everyone, yes. every family who is touched by cancer, yep. leukemia, and any diseases of the blood, yep. that Jesus, you would be their healer. You would be their healer. I thank you that your word says, by your stripes, the stripes you took on your back and your beating, we are healed. And we receive that healing. And I pray, God, mm -hmm. that there will be powerful testimonies from the people watching that are literally healed. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, Yes, amen. amen. Now, I believe it's done. Yeah. I, it's You say, is it that easy? It is that easy. You believe and trust. I was in Pakistan uh, several years ago. And a minister brought a lady to me. This is mother-in-law and said, would you pray for her? She has cancer and her her stomach was very swollen. I prayed a simple prayer and you know just she looked really bad. It was stage four. Um, 
I probably wasn't as hopeful as I needed to be because of the condition she was sure, in. She looked sure. very weak. So I did ask several months, nearly a year later, how is your mother-in-law? Well, she's healed. You pray for her, don't you remember? <laughs> she, Isn't that great? Yeah, she's totally healed. And so I believe that prayer just went through the airwaves to you that you're healed. So yeah. begin to thank God for that. So yeah. true. You know, it's interesting because what did Jesus do when he goes from teaching from there on the Sermon on the Mount and, and he goes to Peter's house? And what does he do? He brings healing to, right? Right. Right. The mother, right? That's the, it. And, the and, mother-in-law. And the mother-in-law. And, and when you said that, I thought to myself, that's exactly what Jesus did. And you can do the same thing. And I, share the testimony of your healing because you say, how will I know? You'll know. Yeah. You know. You know when things are, you know your body better than anyone. And I learned that during all of mine. And you know when God has done something. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sam. We put Sam's information earlier in this broadcast, but again, here's how you can reach him and find out what he's doing. His life is exciting. He's vibrant. He's alive. He has hope, and he's reaching people for Jesus. He is a consummate soul winner, which is what we're all called to do. And I thank you for partnering with me. I'll be going to Cameroon, Africa in November, and I thank you for partnering with me. Here's some information if you would like to assist and uh, the funding of the crusade there and the, the leadership coming together and training. I'm believing we're going to see thousands and thousands of people converted to Christ in Cameroon. And I've never been. I'm excited. So if you're in Cameroon, let me know. Shoot me a message and hopefully we can connect there. But again, have hope. Sam, thank you for instilling hope. And oh, thank you for teaching me about those. How many? 400,000 skin cells in our hand every day? Yeah, Was that it? 400,000. DNA. DNA. Transmit. Uh, transmit. I left it Yeah, I, I love it. So <laughs> take it. <laughs> Have hope. Thank you, Sam. And love you guys. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.